0: It's good to be with you today as we open God's Word and uh, see what the Lord has to say to us as uh, individuals and as the community, the gathered community of God's people at uh, Basingstoke Baptist Church and beyond. It's uh, it's great to come back refreshed having had a two-week holiday and to pick up where we left off at um, the beginning of July when We started to look at the subject of getting closer to God. And I was encouraged to uh, start to explore around one of the verses that's found in Matthew's gospel. And it's in uh, Matthew chapter 20. And in Matthew chapter 20, there's an amazing conversation that happens between uh, Salome, who's um, James and John's mum. And uh, she approaches Jesus. And in approaching Jesus, uh, she comes with a request. And the request is very simple. It says this in uh, Matthew chapter 20 and uh, verse 21. She asks, grant that one of these two sons of mine may sit at your right and the other at your left in your kingdom. And what's really interesting is that uh, James and John have walked with Jesus for the last three years of of his ministry. Um, Mum would have known that, of course. And yet things are drawing to a close and there is something significant that is going to be happening imminently. And mum comes, Salome comes and speaks to Jesus and says, do you know, my sons have been close. They, they've walked with you through some exciting and challenging times, but they want I, I want them to be closer. Can, can you guarantee, ensure... That they will be closer. There's this desire that when Jesus comes into His kingdom, that her boys will be on His right and on His left. Which starts me thinking. So there are there are levels of intimacy, levels of closeness. We we know that we are saved by grace. We, we've not added anything other than our sin into the re- re-establishing of of our relationship with God. Um, and therefore because we are called by grace we are invited into uh, a relationship with our creator god by grace and we sometimes feel that that's it once we're in we're in but just reading these words from Matthew 20:20 20, 20, you you realize that actually once you're in you are able to start the journey and being saved by grace But deepening our intimacy with God is by our own personal pursuit of him. And that's the invitation that I want to reflect upon over these next few weeks is how we can move um, through the, the, uh, we talked about this being the rings of the Lord, through these rings of getting closer to Jesus. We we see that Jesus uh, associated with the crowds the, the the thousands and then there was the 5,000 and the 4,000 who who gathered for meals and then there was the uh, the 72 or, or the 70 in, in some versions of the Gospels and then we go down to the twelve and then there's the three and then there's the one and the one that we recognize would be John and the uh, the name that we, he's often called is John the beloved he's the one who laid his head against jesus's chest so there's a movement there's a, a movement it seems that we can participate in to grow in intimacy and closeness to the lord so this is what i want to start today is is just briefly looking at the situation of the crowd it, it says in uh matthew's gospel and verse nine uh, chapter nine Where we had one of our our readings this morning. And Jesus is speaking, he's talking as he went through the towns and the villages, teaching in their synagogues. That's verse uh, 35. Teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. And then when he saw the crowds, uh, he had compassion upon them because they were harassed and they were helpless. Uh, They were like sheep without. A shepherd. That word crowds uh, appears over a hundred times in our scriptures. And the crowds are those uh, huge gatherings of people who, in one sense, um, I suppose their experience and certainly their relationship with Jesus is a relationship about um, observing, they, they are watching, and they are, are listening. So we're far enough back that we can hear and we can see, but we're not fully participating. And I think that's probably where um, the greatest interaction happens with people coming to a relationship with Jesus. It starts out in the crowd. It starts in that place of uh, just listening. There's something about this... Jesus that I'm finding attractive watching how he acts and how he responds and for people on a journey of faith today it's the listening to the followers of Christ and what they're saying and how they're behaving and seeing how their actions line up how are they uh, responding to situations and is it different to anybody else in the world today so the crowds Those who were uh, distanced from Jesus, but still hearing and seeing what he has to say. There are those who are inquiring, as well as those who have taken a step of faith into a relationship. You can still stay out on the fringes, out in the distance. And I think from my own experience of 30 years of, of walking with the Lord, there are a lot of people who've never moved from the crowd towards the core they've never stepped out of this ring of the lord and moved into the next or or further forward and i love the way that um, matthew here talks about the fact that these people were harassed and they were helpless they were like sheep without a shepherd and this is the the uh, amazing truth of this gospel message that we are invited to participate in is that we have a good shepherd And he's the one who comes alongside us when we are feeling, as it says here, harassed and helpless. When we feel that everything we do is going nowhere. When we feel uh, limited or in some sense out of control, we have one that we can lean in on. And that is our good shepherd. I started our video today with um, some pictures of uh, a friend's farm in Gloucestershire. And uh, with the flock, they're moving the sheep and the lambs from one pasture into another and uh, they're just calling the sheep and the shepherd is calling and the sheep are starting to follow. Um, I think they've come to realise that the shepherd has only got good things in store for them and therefore the sheep follow. But there's something about sheep and um, having worked on uh, several large uh, sheep farms in my uh, earlier years, I've come to know something a little bit more about uh, the characteristics of sheep and I I just want to run through a few of those here for you here uh, today and and, and just share with you how Jesus the good shepherd starts to interact with us as sheep and uh, not that we uh, bleat and are are covered in wool but we have similar characteristics. I, I, I remember Um, several times on the farm when um, we are bringing sheep in and and, uh, there's an awareness that we've not got as many as we thought we had. And then uh, being the junior member of the farm, I'd be sent out on the quad motorcycle to go around the perimeter of the huge fields. I mean, we were talking about two and a half thousand sheep were on the farm where I was working. And um, inevitably you would find a few that had got lost which is a characteristic of of sheep they they wander and they can get lost and we find that don't we in luke's gospel where there's those um three parables that jesus shares there's the lost sheep the lost coin and the lost son and uh and jesus just shares here he says suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them so you lose one. It's not the fact that, oh, sorry, I've mislaid a sheep. It's more like the fact that the sheep has gone off of its own will. Sheep get lost. And we live in a world that is is lost. And um, lost without uh, acknowledging uh, the fact that we have a saviour. There's the verse in Luke chapter 19, where Jesus says himself, Um, today salvation has come to this house this is in Luke uh, 19 verse 9 just responding to the situation with with Zacchaeus the tax collector he says today salvation has come to this house because this man too is the son of Abraham for the son of man came to seek and save that which was lost so the characteristic of the sheep is that they, they wander and they get lost but we have a good shepherd we have a good shepherd who, who reminds us in Luke 15 that he goes and seeks that which is lost. And, and, and it says here that, that that is the priority in Luke 19, that he is the one who seeks and saves. So uh, sheep get lost. The second characteristic is the fact that they are uh, prone to uh, predators. And uh, they have no defence mechanism Um other than the fact that they are many. And, and usually um, in the, the context of uh, flocks in, in this country, there's not too big uh, an issue with regard to predators, um, only at times when the uh, sheep have their lambs with them. And, and that's there's issues there, of course, with, um, with crows and with foxes. But the, the key thing is that, that sheep are extremely timid and they are prone to predation and in the context where jesus is sharing the stories it, the farmers uh, and the sort of the shepherds out on the hillside were very aware that they have uh, wolves and bears these are animals that uh, well and truly will take a sheep and uh, the scriptures reminds us in in john chapter 10 in john chapter 10 that uh uh Jesus is the good shepherd. He says this in verse 11. I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. But the previous verse to that reminds us that the thief comes to steal and kill and to destroy. He comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. So the enemy is on our backs as the the sheep, the flock of uh, the good shepherd. We need to be aware that we have enemies out there uh, coming against us and uh, the enemy, Satan and and, uh, the devil there with with his minions is active around us, even here in the UK. So sheep are prone to predators. And so much we find in our lives is opened up to the influence of the enemy um, if we are not aligned with the plans and the purposes of our savior. So they get lost, they find themselves in a place where they can be picked off uh, and, and predators uh, prey upon them. And thirdly, there's this um, sense of, of, of wandering. When we've got no uh, direction uh, and no focus over our lives, we are, we are prone to wander and, and sheep just do that. And this is not just one getting lost, but there can be many who just wander off And uh, I I think it's that verse from uh, the book of Isaiah uh, that is quite poignant here in Isaiah chapter 53. And in Isaiah 53, the scriptures remind us that uh, we all, like sheep, have gone astray. This is what it says in uh, uh, verse six. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way. And the Lord has laid upon him the iniquity of us all. So we're prone to go astray if we uh, we are not focused, if we're not following the plans and the purposes of our Lord and our Savior. We can easily wander off track. And what Jesus, the Good Shepherd, comes alongside us. And uh, and and this is the thing, isn't it, that that we find with um, with shepherds. And it was a bit of a, a an eye opener for me because I remember when I, I was first on, on the farm, the sheep farm, and believing that, uh, you know, it was the dog's job to chase around and to bring the sheep in, when the reality is, nine times out of 10, the sheep come to the shepherd's call. And as the shepherd calls, the sheep come and follow. And it's only when we were um, sorting sheep and and, uh, moving them into different pens, that we used to use the sheep dogs, but for, for the mass moving of the sheep, it was just the voice of the shepherd and the shepherd calling. And the last point I just want to make is about sheep is that they are easily frightened. They are very timid. Um, I know that uh, the friends that I've got who, whose um, sheep I have filmed at the beginning of this message today, they've had a time when there's been sheep worrying where, um, Domestic dogs have gone out and and sheep run and and dogs like to chase things and the thing about it is is that sheep worrying causes sheep to have stress and stress brings about a heart attack and uh, i've been out into the fields and had uh, to clear up uh, sheep that have been uh, worried to death and i 've never ever thought of that as being a, a reality you know i've just been worried to death about this situation well actually sheep get worried to death and sometimes Fear comes upon us and we find ourselves in situations that are out of our control and the response that we can have is to close in on ourselves and worry ourselves to death. Be anxious about nothing, the scriptures say though. And we are told to do not fear. And it's when we come into that uh, relationship with our Good Shepherd, that timidness, that uh, sense of of vulnerability, uh, of anxiety or stress, That is to be eradicated because we lean in on the one whom we can trust. He says, I'm with you. You're not going through this alone. So do not fear, do not fear. Do not be anxious about anything because God will turn even the most difficult situations around for his honour and for his glory. And you're part of the greater story. You're part of the greater story. So let's walk with the good shepherd. The crowd uh, analogy is this picture of the large numbers of people. The sheep without a shepherd is the, is the picture that uh, Jesus speaks about in uh, Matthew chapter 9. As well as in, in Matthew chapter 4, that other part of the readings that we had today, which talks about, you know, great crowds followed him. And it wasn't just on the basis of the things that he was doing but also the things that he was saying the scripture talks about uh, the teacher and as he taught and as he proclaimed if we go back to that scripture um in matthew chapter 9 and verse 36 it's talking about jesus it says that when he saw the crowds he had compassion on them and that that phrase compassion upon them in the message version it says that that his heart broke for them And this is the the beauty of the relationship that we're drawn into with our Lord and Saviour. We have a relationship with one whose heart breaks for us. When he knows who we are and the potential that he has placed in each and every one of us, and when we're not walking out in that potential, it's this sense of, of, of heartbreak. If you're not in the relationship with your heavenly father that that he desires you to be in his his heart breaks as jesus returned to um jerusalem on the uh, week before his crucifixion there's that that point where the, the the verse of scripture says very simply that 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 jesus seeing the city he he wept jesus wept he knew what was going on in the lives of those people and it broke his heart so our good shepherd as it says here in Scripture, uh, has compassion upon them. His heart breaks for them. His heart breaks for us. His desire is that we would move uh, in the crowd into a uh, into a relationship with Him. You see, very often people um, uh, join the crowd because of of, of curiosity. Uh, numbers attract numbers, and uh, as people gather, then more people gather. You know, it's it's that. Uh, Uh, comical situation if somebody stands in the high street and and is looking up at a tall building and just standing there looking up um, after a while other people come along and start looking up as well and before you know it you can have a crowd of people around you all looking up and have got no idea what they are really looking at. So there's that curiosity, that inquisitiveness that's in each and every one of us. And every person who starts their journey with the Lord um, starts out of a place of curiosity. Let's, let's, let's find out what's going on. I was uh, having a haircut this week and uh, uh, the lady Charlotte who was cutting my hair, she's a member of the uh, uh, Hillsong Church over at Guildford. And uh, she was talking about the fact that during this lockdown they haven't been having meetings, the same as uh, we here at Basingstoke Baptist but they've been doing uh, gatherings online and been doing their bible studies and, and they've been meeting up in groups but all of it online and she says what's been amazing is that it started off as groups of, of people her age in her 20s uh, started off with groups of people who were part of the church but then the people started to invite their their friends um, oh we've got a zoom meeting tonight um, from church do you want to sort of jump on. And people even in the safety of their own homes on a Zoom call have joined this group. And uh, she was talking about the fact that the curiosity uh, of her friends, her peers, um, has intensified during this COVID time. And they have been overwhelmed by the number of people who have jumped on and participated in their zoom gatherings and prayer meetings and bible studies people who had no interest or no connection with the church but the curiosity how are the people of god responding to this pandemic and it gives us the opportunity as well we we we're looking and planning towards an alpha online in uh, september it's just one of those things that uh, we need to be engaging with other people and, and And drawing them from the crowd and drawing them closer to Jesus. Because this is the time when there is heightened curiosity. And as soon as hearts are being softened towards the Lord, the Lord starts to speak through his spirit into people's lives. And we can be party to that. So if you are in the crowd, you've got to recognise that Jesus wants you closer. He doesn't want you over there in the distance. He's he's drawing you closer. He says, come near. I desire that you are closer. If you are part of the crowd and you know Jesus, then here's a beautiful opportunity for you to acknowledge that other people are curious. Who can you help on the journey into a relationship with Christ? The call is for you to draw near, but as you draw near, will you bring others with you? Would you share with others who are showing a sign of curiosity? And the thing is, one of the characteristics about the crowd is that the crowd are very often spectators. And the call upon each and every one of our life is that we would be participators, not just observers, but those who roll up our sleeves and get involved. There are so many opportunities coming our way now for showing the love of Christ to the world around us? Would you take the challenge? Would you allow God to use you uh, to see his kingdom come right here, right now?